Trigger warning. This podcast discusses themes centered around emotional, physical, and sexual violence. While the stories of the survivors are meant to be inspiring and informative, listener discretion is advised. If you are struggling with any of the aforementioned issues, links to resources can be found in the show notes of today's episode. Uh, until I came out with my story, people thought I was doing porn from like a little snippet and my name was associated to all these porn sites, right? So it's just crazy to me that people are illegally being put on this list and currently anyone can pay someone at Instagram to basically add them to this list. Hi, Survivors. I'm Collier Landry and this is the Survivor Squad Podcast. I'm filling in today for Tara Newell, who unfortunately is not with us right now. Her grandmother, Arlene Palmer Ambrose Hart, passed away yesterday. Audiences will remember her as being portrayed by the actress and comedian Jean Smart in the first season of Dirty John, which covered Tara's family's story. Arlene will be remembered fondly by her friends and family, and she will be missed. She was 93. So apropos to recent events involving Taylor Swift and this whole AI scandal, I thought it would be a great way to visit a recent interview that we did with a victim of the 2014 iCloud hack and leak. Her name is Odoles Wallace. And if you guys are not familiar or were not paying attention around that time, in late August of 2014, nearly 200 private nude photographs of female celebrities were stolen from Apple's iCloud service, and they began making the rounds on the internet, first posted to underground websites, Anon IB and 4chan, and then picked up and circulated much more broadly through the Reddit messaging boards. In August of 2018, George Garifano pleaded guilty to hacking more than 250 iCloud accounts on Apple. He admitted to posing as a member of Apple's online security team and sending emails to the victims asking for their usernames and passwords. He was one of four people that were charged in the 2014 hacking scandal in which private photos of celebrities such as Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Upton, Kirsten Dunst, and others were posted online. Today's guest is Yildoz Wallace, who is a survivor of the 2014 iCloud hack and leak where her private images and a video was hacked by a predator and later auctioned and leaked to the internet, which was later shared on adult sites without her consent, completely taking away her basic human rights. Through her experience, Yildoz realized that there is an imbalance between technology and the current laws and how they need to be updated to protect the future of children and women. And that's when she decided to change the law. She reached out to several senators and nonprofit organizations and created the Protect Act bill, which was introduced by Senator Mike Lee. She has testified on Capitol Hill and is currently an advisor to the White House Task Force regarding image-based sexual abuse. This is our interview with Yildoz Wallace. Let's get into it. everyone my name is Udo Wallace and I was one of the victims of the iCloud hack leak in 2014 me and 99 other women in the public eye uh, people like Jennifer Lawrence Kate Upton we were all hacked and leaked 
and um, I was just coming up in my career and things were doing like going really good basically uh, I was going really viral on social media I had some acting parts modeling you know magazines and all that kind of stuff and um, right at my peak when I was just about to take off I get hacked right so I get included of this into this list which has a lot of really big name um, you know actors and or actresses mainly actresses right and uh, I, I, when I first found out about it, I just like didn't think much of it because I personally didn't take any pictures of myself that I would feel like not comfortable being out there. Uh, so those didn't even like it didn't even cross my mind that it would be something bad out there of me, right? Not even thinking about anything about how the iCloud works how iMessage gets, uh, you know, uh, backed up into the iCloud and not remembering that I had an ex-boyfriend that I broke up with that uh, took a couple pictures of me and a video of me. And when we broke up six months after me ignoring his phone calls and all of that kind of stuff, he sends me these uh, images and the video he took of me without my consent and basically is telling me if you don't talk to me, I'm going to leak these to the internet, right? So I totally forgot about that because there was like years prior, not even thinking about iCloud and iMessage and it gets backed up, right? So when it actually get got leaked, uh, all of a sudden that's how I found out along with everybody else that, oh my God, these are the same pictures and that one video that my ex threatened me with. And somehow this hacker uh, got a hold of it. And I didn't even know that this hacker was stalking all of us for two years. So he was collecting all this data, pictures, images, videos, addresses, everybody's personal information. And basically uh, obsessing about us, stalking us, and... Uh, you know, you had like no idea even that they're, they were accessing all this stuff, right? So after they auctioned us off and leaked everything, um, um, you know, I, I started getting calls from everyone, uh, friends, family, and uh, basically telling me like, oh, have you seen this? And I watched the stuff myself and I was just heartbroken. My heart stopped. So basically, like I just dropped to the floor and um, just like so shocked like what is going on and why is this happening and uh, how is this happening and just not even understanding any of this and even with my career I, I feel like I watched walked on eggshells like I've done bikini uh, modeling shoots and maybe even lingerie but I always was careful with not doing nudes because I always said to everyone, oh, once you go nude, there's no going back and blah, 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 like things like that, right? And to think that someone just completely stole that right from me and stole, you know, like not only that part, but like painting me out to be like a doing porn or like a porn star or something of that sort, right? It's just unbelievable, so overnight, literally, my life changed. Everybody treated me like I was the biggest whore in the world. And, uh, 
like I was asking for it and, you know, I shouldn't have been in a relationship. I shouldn't been with a guy as an adult. I shouldn't even have had sex. I shouldn't have taken the bikini pictures because that was asking for it. I shouldn't have been in the public eye that was asking for it, <laughs> you know? So I shouldn't have been a woman, basically. I shouldn't even have existed. <laughs> like I should have just crazy. like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how everybody was treating me. So uh, what what even made it way worse was, uh, you know, right away, all of the brands uh, that I worked with because I had sponsorship deals and all of that kind of stuff, they all started canceling me right away. Like they all emailed me and said, uh, oh, hey, we don't want to associate with your brand. Your brand doesn't align with our brand and, you know, those type of things. And uh, other people that were my peers that you would have thought like, oh, you know, they're in the public eye. They totally get this, right? Uh, wrong. Like all of the influencers and actors and actresses that I knew and I worked with and, you know, uh, consider my friends, they all turned on me. They all like uh, use this as a tool to kind of push me even further down than what I already was. And they would go around telling the heads of Instagram, the heads of uh, you know, all of these social media platforms like YouTube and all of them that I was secretly shooting porn. And uh, they were telling them like, don't work with her. And then also they were telling other influencers and actors and actresses, oh, if you work with her, we don't want to work with you. And uh, if you work with her, you're blacklisted just as much as her. So they basically uh, blacklisted me, which I didn't even think was a thing at the time but it was because I was wondering why people didn't want to work with me and I had no idea I thought oh it's just because of the hack probably but these people were spreading the video out uh not just telling people that you know they shouldn't work with me but they also uh were basically reaching out to brands telling them not to work with me and uh bringing this up to them uh, they were uploading this little video snippet of me that got hacked, right, to uh, Vine, for instance. So they would put it on a fake account on Vine, and then they would all revine it. And these are people that had like 10, uh, 20 uh, million followers, 10 million followers, like an up, like it was crazy. So not only did I get the celebrity kind of press, but then I also got the influencers to spread it even more uh, just because they were bullying me so hard, right? And um, if you look at my old YouTube videos, you'll see I would vlog and we were all friends and, uh, you know, partying together, having fun together, shooting content together. And literally out of nowhere, they just all like turned on me and were doing all this behind my back. Right. And uh, yeah, so it was really hard. And what I ended up doing is I ended up isolating myself uh, for years and I just put my head down and I kept working and creating content. And uh, also I was... Uh, you know, spending a lot of my own money and earnings to take the content down, right? So I didn't have Jennifer Lawrence kind of money. So what did I do? I partnered with YouTube companies that were monetizing all of my viral content. So uh, my videos had millions and millions of views. 
and uh, all my other peers again, they will make like 15,000, 20,000, 30,000 a month. To me, my paychecks will be $100 to $200. What the hell happened? And they told me, oh, yeah, you know, we're only going to take 10% of your earnings to take this content down of you, uh, you know, of the hacking or whatever. But they ended up actually just pocketing all of the money. So over a three-year span, I counted it out to be over a million dollars, right? So, you know, I lost so much money. Not only did I lose my ability to work and earn money, but they, whatever else I will make, these people would steal from me. And uh, it just became like uh, me just basically creating work and everybody else is profiting. So not only did I get exploited in every way possible, uh, from the lawyers to take this stuff down to uh, the YouTube companies to the brands, uh, you know, um, to literally everyone just exploiting me. But they also like remove my ability to earn money, right? Because um, all of these people, they're just looking at this as a big money making machine and they don't actually care about uh, victims that this happened to at all, you know? So. Uh, what's so unfortunate about this is that, for instance, Google and all these porn sites and Meta and you name it, all of the social media platforms, all of platforms in general, they have a system called a fingerprint stamp system, which basically scans a, a picture or a video ahead of time and uh, won't allow you to re-upload it. So they're currently using this technology for... Uh, movies and music right but they don't want to implement it for children or women or anyone being exploited online so when you reach out to them and you say the first time around hey this picture or video was posted without my consent can you delete it currently they're just deleting it but they're not implementing this fingerprint stamp system even though they have it and it will be so easy for them to just do that and it will create actually less work for them, right? Because they don't have to go back and do it a million times every time somebody emails them. But they don't want to do it because it's a big money-making machine to all of these people. It's a billion-dollar industry and 100% profit for all of these people. So this is exactly why, um, you know, we need bills and laws uh, to change what's going on right now because... Right now, the online platforms is like a wild, wild west. Like you can just literally get away with everything. So yeah, that's uh, basically a little bit of my story. <laughs> just went on and on, but <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I I have so many questions. <laughs> Same. Okay. I'll go let ahead. you ask first, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I want to go back. I was just making notes. So I w- I want to go back to what you said. You had hired a company. Yeah, and you said you would you would figured over two to three years that they had taken a million dollars from you. Yes, correct. So, did you hire this company to try to monetize the leaked videos that other people were already monetizing? Because I'm assuming that all these influencers and people posted all these things to these websites and were getting you know hundreds of thousands, millions of hits, which were getting probably quite a bit of money for them. Were you trying to then say, well? you know, if you're going to, if you kind of, if you can't beat them, join them. 
type thing. Yeah. Well, it's already out there. I might as well make money off mm -hmm. this too. Did you try to do that? No. So that actually has nothing to do with the leak content. So the stuff that they were monetizing were my comedy videos uh, on YouTube, my comedy videos on Vine platforms and Instagrams that will get reposted to YouTube and monetized by other people, right? So basically, they will go in and claim that as a copyright and say, oh, hey, somebody else, uh, you know, created this content and this earning should be going to them. So all of these comedy influencers from Vine, uh, including myself, this is how we used to make money before, you know, the big internet took off and like sure. uh, there's TikTok and Reels and all of that kind of stuff, right? Um, I actually did get offered at one point by a porn company to like buy the content for me, um, the hack content uh, for a million dollars. And I said no, because I just wanted, wanted the stuff taken down, right? And the yeah. YouTube companies that I'm referring to, they promised that they would take down um, the, the hack stuff and make sure that the MCA takedown requests were happening because I didn't know how to do that. And they said to me, we're only going to take 10% of your earnings, right? So instead they were taking all of it, right? So like, how are my paychecks just a hundred, $200 and I have 14 million views on some videos or, you know, like it just like outrages the the amount of money that they were stealing from me because I was literally going viral on every platform because uh, I, I wasn't doing... Because of the leak? No, no, not because of that. Because I literally wasn't doing anything else. I isolated myself and only worked with a very few people that I felt safe with. And all I would do is create content because I didn't want to like, you know, keep thinking about this leak and all of that kind of stuff, right? So uh, that's all I was doing uh, for years, just creating content and everything I was creating was just being stolen uh, just right under my nose. And, uh, you know, even then, I mean, I was younger. I didn't understand how none of this stuff worked. And, uh, you know, I was a woman and a woman of color. So what other ways is it to just exploit, exploit, exploit? And from what I'm understanding it is that, unfortunately, it happens often in this industry like women are just getting taken advantage of left and right and uh, their money and earnings are getting stolen left and right you know so yeah it, there's a lot of errors not just in the field of image-based sexual abuse and the hacking and leaking but just in general the whole system is just basically built for women to fail <laughs> like just yeah. to put it like that and uh, there's like not a lot of laws to protect us or children and uh, both women and children I believe need a lot of better laws to really protect us the the majority of laws are just there to protect men and you don't understand it till you start dissecting the laws and start seeing all of the loopholes and the wording sure. that you know a lot of these predators are getting away with so yeah yeah I didn't make any wow. money from any of this stuff, not $1. So I lost like literally even all of the money that I earned from like making comedy. And then whatever else was left from my savings, I'm working on like to try to change the law now. So 
it's just like a never-ending battle, basically. So you had a very successful online media presence before the leak, and you were trying to then capitalize off of just your own talent. And and when you said you're isolating, this was post-leak, and you're just like, I'm just going to keep making content. And these people just came in and took advantage of you in that situation. I mean, it's just, it's beyond the pale. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. It's... Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, well... too. That, like you live and you learn, right? But I wish I could I have your had my own money. <laughs> okay, oh, hear my audio now or no? Yeah, you just cut out a little bit. Okay, I just say you live and you learn. But yeah, I mean, imagine if um, none of that stuff would have happened, I would have had millions and millions of dollars, and I would have had millions of followers uh, more because uh, because of this whole hack thing and the fact that I just put my head down and kept working so the people that were spreading all these lies about me the other influencers that I was referring to uh, they thought that I would just crawl into a hole and not work so uh, I wouldn't be any competition or you know whatever they were thinking right so instead I just crawled into my hole and kept working which was kind of a shock and what made it even worse is that I was going viral, not just on one platform, but all of the platforms. And on top of that, like a lot of people were reposting and resharing my content, right? So um, what they thought would happen would be, oh, you know, I'm just going to probably commit suicide because they will call me, uh, text me, I mean, telling me to commit suicide and uh, all of those kind of things. And you know, it was, it was just horrific. Like these people are known people that you probably seen online telling me to kill myself. Like, And it, these are people you thought were your friends, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought that they were my friends, but they were trying to encourage me to commit suicide, basically. And uh, they thought I probably would have, right? But then instead I was going viral. So what did they do next? Uh, they went and paid someone on Instagram, and I and I know like the people that work there. I work with them as well, and uh, these people are like head of influencers and creators, right? Uh, so they went and basically first tried to do the whole lies and all of that stuff, which they basically accomplished because I didn't tell my story till eight years later because I was just told by everyone not to talk about it. If you talk about it, then you will bring more attention to it, right? Sure. So uh, basically, I didn't talk about it, but here they go around telling people that I'm doing porn. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so basically what did I do? They paid them uh, to take me off uh, the comedy page at first. So they took me off the comedy page. Um, and then after that, they took me off the popular page, right? Which is considered like explore now or whatever. Yeah. So they took me off the popular page. Then they took me off the suggestions, which is when you follow someone on Instagram, you get followed. So now yeah. I lo no longer was gaining those type of followers anymore, right? And then on top of that, after they did all that, they start saying that, oh my gosh, she's still getting reposted by a lot of like bigger name celebrities and bigger people like Kevin Hart was reposting me and Ludacris, like a bunch of uh, big accounts like Worldstar and all of them, right? So they were all reposting me and I was still gaining a lot of followers, a lot of views and activity. 
And on top of that, I was going viral on YouTube or Vine or Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat, right? So I was going still viral on all of the platforms. So they went and talked to these people at Instagram and paid them to literally put me on a terrorist list. So I was added to a terrorist list too on top of that, uh, which basically shadow bans all of your social media platforms, um, except for TikTok now, right? And then on top of that, they put Pornhub next to my name. So I mean, which is like really weird. I didn't even know that that existed till like um, uh, like a year or two ago, which, you know, uh, I should be fine now or whatnot. But uh, until I came out with my story, people thought I was doing porn from like a little snippet and my name was associated to all these porn sites, right? So it's just crazy to me that people are illegally being put on this list and currently anyone can pay someone at Instagram to basically add them to this list. So uh, if anyone feels like, oh, this person is competition or this company is a competition or whatever, right? They can just add people to this list and then that shadow bans all of their social media platforms, right? Isn't that crazy to you that anyone can just do that? Yeah, so that's a big issue. So... um, because of that, uh, a lot of things have come out now that uh, there's certain WWE wrestlers that have been added to this list, a bunch of people that uh, either they are sex workers or they're not sex workers, they've been added to this list. A lot of victims of image-based sexual abuse that have been maybe speaking out against a specific platform or whatever, those have been added to this list. Uh, I or, have a question. Yeah. So can you be shadow banned for supporting those people also? I don't think so. I think okay. uh, uh, there's probably a system to that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know exactly. But I think that they have to actually add you and uh, like an uh, image of of that person along with okay. like um, their full name or their name or their social media platforms, right? So oh, wow. that's basically how this stu- stuff works. Um, but yeah, basically it, this thing goes, uh, it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, which I don't know if Twitter is even involved in that anymore, but, and Snapchat. So all of the social okay. media platforms except for TikTok right now because it's owned by China, right? So um, it's just good information for people to have because um, I know that there's people that talk about certain things. Uh, maybe it's politics and they don't want you to talk about certain things in politics or health stuff or uh, even like spiritual uh, stuff or UFO. It just depends on like what it is. And they if they don't want you to talk about this or somebody doesn't want you to talk about it, they just basically add you to this list. And that's what and it does. Es- so this especially- is sorry, like a- sorry, especially sexual trafficking. They add you to that list too. Well, uh, for me personally, they put Pornhub next to my name. So whoever put me on this list uh, is saying that I'm a sex worker and I'm a porn star, basically. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, which is like so crazy because Pornhub exploited me for like seven years, and they all profited off of me, and I'm like. 
this is just outrageous. So that's what I mean as well. When they remove my ability to uh, earn money as well, uh, that's what happened. And they also remove my ability to uh, gain followers and gain whatever, right? So there was a time period where I was going crazy viral, right? Even after the hack. And it was happening for a, a long time, for years. And then all of a sudden, it just all stopped. And I was wondering what happened because I'm still creating content. I'm still working really hard. And this is my only like thing that I'm passionate about. Like I'm not doing anything, right? Except for work. Uh, so what is going on? And for years, I, I would reach out to, again, the head of marketing. I mean, the head of creators ask them for help, even telling them, I think, you know, I'm being hacked and they're just ignoring me or they're saying, oh no, your account is fine. And the whole time they knew exactly what they were doing to my account. So yeah, it's just, it's just unbelievable. All of those people need to be fired from Meta, by the way, Mark Zuckerberg, like if you hear me, <laughs> you know, like fire those people. <laughs> Yeah, fire those people. They're getting you in a lot of trouble because he's getting sued left and right right now, and it's all because of these people, you know? So, uh, yeah, that's uh, everything in a nutshell, I think. <laughs> You're probably like, oh, wow, there's so much information. When you start diving into all of this stuff because one thing happens to you, you start coming across like the whole system and how messed up it is. So yeah, it's basically what happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so I have, I have a couple more questions. Go ahead. So because of what you're saying with this shadow banning, mm -hmm. I guess the thing that I am... There's a there's a big myth in conservative media that the liberal media is what oh it's liberal media it, you you know woke culture whatever cancel culture rooting out these people and actually when you look at the viral videos that go the most viral more often than not that is more right wing and very cons ultra conservative like seventy percent of that content is what goes viral versus thirty percent that's more liberal leaning. Which is like a myth that's being portrayed in conservative media that it's the, that it's the opposite, you know, they'd have you believe. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I look at people, I've recently become very fascinated by Andrew Tate. Yeah. Uh, because I watched a Vice documentary about him. And yeah. I just was like, and, and, I, and I found it interesting because I found this really wonderful video of him being very inspirational. And I thought, oh, okay, there's this, but this is clearly propaganda that one of his people has made. And then you see other videos of him talking about exploiting women for cancer. I mean, just really heinous, awful stuff. Yeah. And one of the things I discovered in my sort of dive, diving down this rabbit hole was his content is more viewed than like, you know, the Kardashians, Jenners, the, you know, the most popular celebrities of our time, right? Mm -hmm. Trump, you know, all, all these people that get this huge numbers uh, because of who they are and their controversies, right? But yeah. something that somebody was saying is, that his content's been because he's been banned on all these social media, you know, forums, but people are still reposting his content. Yeah. So it's, it's really, it's not him that's ever really, it's not him that got the massive reach of his content mm -hmm. for by his own means. Like he's posting every day. It's because people repost and share his content because he has this zealous, like cult, like following with yeah. people that repost his stuff. And mm -hmm. 
so I guess I'm just so confused how your stuff could be, you could be deplatformed so easily. And then someone like this, even with people reposting their content is not, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I think with Andrew Tate or Andrew Tate, he had like all of these, like uh, what they refer to as like incels uh, following him, which is a lot of boys that are like looking up to him and that kind of thing. Right. And then you got to keep in mind too, like that um, it's almost like a military kind of strategy when it comes to him and his like followers me i did like comedy content right and i'm one person like he has a whole team and he has a lot of money to back up everything that he's doing he probably even paid people at instagram or all these other platforms to make him go even more viral right or even putting him on these like popular whatever. Well, he paid. Well, he paid the people who were posting it because he does like a sort of a pyramid scheme where you post his course and you get somebody to sign up and you get you know half yeah. of that money or something crazy. You exactly. Know? Yeah. So there you go. There was a like a whole like uh, marketing kind of scheme behind it. Me, it was just me. Nobody was standing by my side. Nobody was backing me up. Nobody mm. was defending me. Not even the people that I thought were were my friends that I would cry to every day. When it came down to it, even those people weren't like, hey, what you're doing is wrong and unacceptable and you're really hurting this girl, right? Uh, The people that I like even said that I was safe with, if they had an opportunity to work with these people that also had millions of followers, they would take it because they worked as a clan and almost like a cult to um, only allow certain people that will follow their rules into this group. So one of the uh, head people that are uh, managing this group that I'm referring to that was big on Vine uh, from like Vine days, right? He actually used to like groom young girls, right? So he will groom young girls into getting of age. So all of these girls actually had to have sex with him, you know, in order to gain followers. So they, the the men of this group, they will basically be like, oh yeah, if you want a big following, I'm going to make you famous on social media. And they will groom these poor young girls into you know believing that they're gonna be a huge like social media influencer or whatever or star right so all of the girls that is in this group they all had sex with the same guys like they all like hook up with the same uh, guys in the same group and they're all friends just for views and followers and likes like to me, that's just insanity, you know, and I never been that type of person. I started with traditional uh, media, like acting and modeling. And because yeah. I was friends with one of the actors, the actor was the one who referred me to these people because he's like, this is another way for you to, you know, grow even bigger, right? Which is true, like social media was just the beginning of it. So I kind of uh leveraged off of it from the beginning right so that's exactly how these things kind of happen with andrew tate like he had the cult he he's like creating kind of a cult and the people that are creating like cult like uh following those are the ones that are like the worst but also they're gonna 
have uh, more success when it comes to social media, right? Uh, because they're like controlling everything. Like it's just insanity to me that uh, this is happening right now and there should be better laws and regulations even to what these people can do. Like just imagine this one guy that is making all the girls sleep with him. And then he also like, uh, grooms them from a young age when they're underage. You... Then all of a sudden he's in a relationship with them as soon as they turn eighteen. Like, and they've been together for like two, three years. That's just strange, you know. And none of them are speaking yeah. up on this because uh, he's he can basically make or c- break their careers online, basically. You're talking yeah. about these people that you were referring to. Like I think about people like Onision or Omision or however you pronounce his name, who was a big YouTuber mm. that was caught for grooming underage girls and, you know. Yeah, I don't know huge... who that is, but this guy was also a YouTuber and then he went big on Vine, you know. So uh, if you backtrack and look up all of the girls he's been with, they're all like really young girls, you know. Uh, yeah, so... It is a lot of backstory there. I just hate it when people use young kids or like, you know, and I hate to say like a young kid as like a teenager, but a teenager is basically a kid still. Yeah. And, you know, they're having adults, they're having adult like um, stuff with their body and whatnot, but they're still not able to process fully what's going on around them. So, they could be taken advantage of so easily. And it's just, it makes me sick when people do that. It's crazy. If you grow up online and you don't understand the way the world works because it's only online, you are actually younger than your age. So you're still, you are less developed to emotionally handle. This concludes part one of our two-part episode with Yildoz Wallace. Can't wait for part two? Please subscribe to the Survivor Squad Patreon to receive exclusive early access to all episodes. On that note, Survivors, I'm Tara Newell. And I'm Collier Landry. And this is the Survivor Squad Podcast. We'll see you guys. Bye. The Survivor Squad Podcast is made possible by support from listeners just like you. Please subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And please consider supporting this program by visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Survivor Squad.